This is the Answer Your Unique Calling podcast. This podcast provides tips, tools, and inspiring stories for creating clarity around your calling, opening your heart to infinite possibilities, and enabling you to have the greatest impact on the world. I'm Julian Crossenhill, a certified spiritual life coach, meditation teacher, human design specialist, and founder of Pre-Survenana. And most recently, I've joined the faculty at Starseed Academy Coach Training. It's my mission to teach and guide others in living a spiritually aligned life that answers their unique calling. Welcome, and thanks for listening. Hi. Today on Answering Your Unique Calling podcast, I wanted to wish all of you listening a happy Yule. If you're not familiar with Yule, it's the um, pagan or Wiccan holiday that's celebrated on winter solstice, the 21st, which is today. And Yule is a time of renewal as people celebrate the returning sun. So winter solstice, you know, astronomically, this is the longest night of the year. And ancient times, people would gather, you know, they'd, they'd gather with their families, they'd feast, they'd drink, they celebrate, and they'd burn bonfires to encourage the sun to return and bring them fertility and prosperity and abundance in the springtime. And so I think that Yule, for me, is always kind of a time to return to myself, to return to my spiritual roots and to my spiritual foundation Um, And we need a strong spiritual foundation to answer our unique calling. Um, We need to have where we come back to, um, how we connect to the divinity, to the higher power, to our higher self when things get rough. And when we're doing this work, you know, our our soul mission, doing the work that we set out to do when we came here to this incarnation, we're gonna have hard times. And our spiritual foundation gives us that resilience to weather those storms so that we can continue answering our unique calling and doing our greatest work. So what makes a strong spiritual foundation? Um, Each person is going to be a little different in terms of what makes up their spiritual foundation. And it's going to be, you know, largely dependent on what talks to you um, spiritually, what speaks to your soul what your um, history with spirituality is, what, how you were, how you grew up. I mean, some while ago, I did a, a live on Instagram and talked about getting back to my own foundation, which is rooted in neo-paganism and Wicca and goddess, spirit, goddess nature spirituality. So, you know, each person's foundation is going to be a little different. But the, the, the main thing that you need to do to have a strong foundation is find the core practices that connect you to your higher power and your higher self. Find the things that you do as your foundational spiritual practice that ground you, that center you, and bring you back to a connection with your higher power or higher self and allows you to continue to move forward, changing the world, answering your unique calling, and, you know, fulfilling your soul's mission. Your spiritual foundation is going to be, you know, the way that you find that calm and peace in the storm. And it's going to be that thing that also, you know, inspires you to keep going. When you have that core foundational spiritual practice and you go and you do your daily practice when you don't necessarily feel like doing it because maybe things aren't going well and you come out of it and you feel inspired and uplifted and ready to get back on back on the horse and, and go at it again, Um, then that's a core spiritual foundation, a strong foundation. 
So here are some of the elements that I've found lead to a strong core and that I've incorporated into my spiritual foundation. And a lot of these elements, if you've been on my website, you'll recognize sort of form the cornerstone practice parts of my coaching practice as well. I encourage my clients to explore these practices because I've found that they bring you back to that grounded, centered, calm state from which you can do this work of answering your unique calling and ultimately changing the world. So first of all, ritual is a really big part of my core practices and my spiritual foundation. And it's something that I incorporate into a lot of the work I do. And part of that comes from my spiritual background. You know, neo-pagan and goddess um, spirituality paths tend to be very ritualistic. And there's a lot of um, ritual elements. But ritual can simply be as simple as just finding a time each day to do something observing, you know, the the passing of the seasons. There's a lot of different things that can be ritual. And ritual is just, it's a way to sort of create that ability to come to the higher power on a regular basis. So, you know, for a lot of us in goddess spiritualities, ritual is part of how we celebrate and connect to goddess. And so, you know, the goal of ritual is to help you sort of get connected to God, to get connected to divinity or your higher power when you don't expect, especially feel connected um, to a higher power. And that's the point of ritual is it's something that you can do that's kind of mindless in a lot of ways. Ritual tends to be very simple and it's very routine. Um, but that's because sometimes when we're not feeling connected to God or a higher power, we need that mindless sort of thing that we do that brings us into that state of consciousness where we reconnect and ritual serves that purpose. So I think ritual is a really, um, important part of a strong spiritual foundation. And if you haven't used ritual as part of your spiritual practice, I certainly invite you to explore it more. So storytelling is another core element for me of my spiritual practice. And there's a number of reasons that storytelling fits. So first of all, I I really like journaling. I think that journaling helps you get things down out of your head and it gains a lot of awareness of what's really going on for you mentally. You see those words on a page and it just really elevates your awareness. So, you know, I've had moments where I've journaled something and thought, holy cow, I did not realize I was thinking that or... Um, that I was like stuck in this rut or, you know, you just start to see things when you write them down. Um, And so journaling is a really useful practice that way. But I also think that storytelling, you know, as journaling or however you want to do it, um, is really important. First of all, it's one of the core practices that I use in helping people discover their unique calling when they're trying to first start the journey and they really have nowhere to, no idea what to do. Telling your life story can really be a helpful way to find all the like breadcrumbs and clues throughout your life to the that lead you to answering your unique calling. And I've talked about that on a previous episode about this idea of um, storytelling to find those clues. But we all tell a story. We all have a personal story or a narrative that we tell. And this story is our inner narrative often that tells us about what's possible and what we're capable of and how talented or untalented we are and all of the things that sort of make up our reality. And when we start to write that down and journal it and we become aware of what that personal narrative is and we begin to rewrite it, we start to experience synchronicity and coincidence and little clues from the universe that a shift is happening. 
we start to experience new opportunities and new experiences because we haven't ruled them out um, through our personal narrative. And this is actually one of the reasons that I am such a strong proponent of human design is I think one of the things that human design really does is help you become aware of your personal narrative and your story and the ways that that story is limiting the experiences and opportunities that are available to you in the moment. And so human design really helps you connect to that story and begin to change it so that you truly can create the reality that you want. Another core spiritual practice or, or part of a strong spiritual foundation for me is movement. Um, and movement can mean, you know, taking a walk. It can be, you know, I, I used to be a runner. Um, in high school, I ran track and occasionally I pick it back up and run. Um, so running can definitely be be part of it. Hiking, getting out in nature, yoga, any type of movement of your body is really a useful core spiritual practice. And I know some of you might be scratching your heads and thinking, what is moving my body got to do with spirituality? But we connect to our higher self and to our higher power through our body. Our body gives us a lot of wisdom and it's it's where we really feel our intuition. It's where we feel the right direction to go. You know, we always talk about a gut feeling and it's a very body experience. And when we're so in our head that we're not connected to our body, we can't experience those moments of intuition and of sudden aha insight. And so a movement practice connects us to our body and connects us to that wisdom that our body is aware of, but we don't know in our conscious mind. And again, human design is a useful tool here for disconnecting from the mind and really being aware of where our inner authority lies in our body so that we can better tune into it. Um, I also happen to be an um, RYT 200 yoga instructor. And for me, yoga is a practice that really connects me to my body because it combines elements of meditation with movement and, you know, leaning into those poses and really scanning your body mentally and finding what am I feeling in my body in this moment really helps you connect to that body. And our movement also keeps us in good health. And we need to be in good health to be able to answer our unique calling to really be fully you know, um, articulated, fully realized humans, we need to be in good health. If we don't take care of the shell that we inhabit, we can't, we're not going to have the energy and the capability to do the things that we need to do to answer our unique calling. Um, and I think that, you know, I just sort of an aside here, I think diet is an important part here. Our Western diet has definitely had a lot of health consequences. And I'm not perfect. I eat a lot of junk food here and there too. I certainly like my treats. But, you know, trying to be more aware of what we're eating and eating a diet that feeds our body and supports our work is definitely part of our spiritual foundation. So the next key element for me is art. And making art is definitely part of, you know, connecting to divine inspiration and creating something from that inspiration. It exercises our creative muscle, but it especially exercises our connection to divinity through the creative process, because I definitely believe that when we are making art of any kind, whether you cook, sew, knit, paint, sculpt, whatever it is, any creative endeavor, we're exercising that connection to the mind of God and to that inspiration. And in those moments when we're doing that creative work is often when we have the break, greatest ba breakthroughs. 
It also inspires us in a lot of ways. When we see someone create art that's really, you know, beautiful or inspiring or do so do a craft that's really like well executed, it inspires us. It inspires us to also connect to that divine inspiration in order to create for ourselves. Those are the four main foundational pieces of my spiritual core that I include um, in my work with my clients uh, primarily. But I also wanted to sort of talk about two more that I think are really important. And I think they're both sort of included in these other four, but I like to call them out separately because I think they're really key. So the first one is human design. And I've talked about human design before. And human design is a system that uses astrology, eching, chakras and Kabbalah to figure out your energetic blueprint of your body or your form. And not only just understanding your form, but understanding the way that your form interfaces with the quantum field. And, you know, we we live in this quantum field of many possible realities and many different probable realities. And we make choices in the moment that cause one or more of those realities to, you know, manifest in a more physical way. And our form is how we interface with that quantum that quantum field. It's how, it's what houses our soul, houses our spirit while we're incarnate. And it's how we interface with that quantum field. And our body grounds us in the now. Our, you know, it's through our body that we experience this idea of linear time and that we experience this idea of the present and the, and the now and, and roots us in the moment. And so human design helps us really understand how our form operates optimally. You know, what is the best way for us to move through the quantum field and interact with it while we're in this form? And so human design is definitely part of a strong um, foundational practice because when we're feeling stressed or frustrated or angry or any of the non-self emotions, coming back to the core of what is my design? What is the strategy I should be following right now? What is the authority I should be leaning into to make these decisions? is going to help us when we really feel like everything is going to, to pot. You know, it's just really going to reroot us in our form and in that interface to the quantum field where we create our reality every moment. And finally, the really big one is meditation. Um, meditation, I think, is so foundational to any spiritual work. Being able to still or calm the mind, and I don't mean empty it or stop thinking, I just mean still it. And by stilling it, I mean stopping the thoughts from racing. You know, the, the goal in meditation is not to stop thinking entirely, it's to stop being attached to those thoughts. Normally, when we're not concentrating and we're thinking, we might see something, we think, oh, you know, I should... I should move that plant over to the window and, oh, the window's really dirty. I need to clean it. And we our, our thoughts race and they run away with us and they sometimes take us into places that we don't want to go. And so in meditation, we separate the ultimate observer, the part of us that is our higher self from that thought train and we observe the thoughts. So when we're sitting in meditation, we're still having the thoughts. We're just not chasing them and attaching to them. We're just allowing them to flow and watching them as a third person um, sort of objectively. And so one of the th practices that I like to encourage people to do if they're new to meditation is when the thought comes up, just note the thought and think to yourself, 
that's an interesting thought and then move on. And rather than chasing that thought train and letting it run away with you, you just sort of note it. Oh, that's an interesting thought. And you come back to your center, come back to your breath, come back to observing and just allow the thoughts to arise organically like that and then sort of dismiss them with an, oh, that's interesting and continue to sit in that stillness. And so meditation brings us into that stillness. And when we quiet that train of thought so that it's not running away with us, we allow divine inspiration to come in. We can feel that intuition rising in our body. We can suddenly hear all the different thoughts and all the different options that we have. And we can focus on the thoughts and the beliefs that are gonna manifest the reality that we want to live. And so meditation is such a core practice. So if you don't have a foundation um, for your spiritual work or a strong core, I really invite you to build one. You know, start simple, start with meditation. Since it is such a foundational thing, start there. If you can make a habit out of meditation, even just for five minutes a day, you will see untold benefits in your spiritual work from having that stillness of mind and that calm and that reduced stress and all of the various benefits that we always hear about, about meditation and mindfulness. So start there. You know, it doesn't, you don't have to spend hours every day having a core spiritual practice. It just needs to be something that you can do on a regular basis, you know, consistently and can be as simple as taking a few minutes out of your day to do something for yourself and for your spirit. So if you in particular have struggled with meditation and building a habit out of meditating, um, I've worked, I've partnered with three other life coaches, um, Roz Kincaid, spiritual life coach and psychic medium, Jordi Chevalier, which was on the show um, a few episodes ago. So you can check that out. She's also a fantastic transitional um, spiritual life coach, helping people who are going through transitions. And Beth Eldridge, who's a mindfulness instructor and life coach as well. And Beth does a lot of fantastic work around nonviolent communication. So I think you'll find her really interesting. So the, the four of us have created this program that we're offering during the holidays. It begins on January 1st. And every day, you're going to get an email from one of us reminding you to meditate for just five minutes. You only need to commit five minutes. And along with that email, you're going to get a video message from one of us with some encouragement and a little, maybe a little instruction, whatever, you know, the sort of moves us in that day related to the topic. And then you'll also receive a five minute, five to 15 minute downloadable guided meditation, which you can use or not, depending on on what you need. You're also going to have lifetime access to all of that. And then as a bonus, I'm throwing in the last week of December, I'll be launching my basic how to meditate course, and you'll get free early access to that course as well. So if you've never meditated before, you'll have the basics to start a meditation practice, to start building a habit. And we're going to do this for all 31 days of January. And so you're going to really be able to build a habit of meditating by meditating with us every day in January for 31 days. So, and we're only charging $20 for this. And so you can go to www.priestofanana.com slash new year, new mind. That's www.priestofanana, I-N-A-N-N-A slash new dash year dash new dash mind. So go over there and check it out. And hopefully we'll see you in the program. And if you, um, 
whatever holidays you're celebrating, whether it be Hanukkah, Christmas, Kwanzaa, Yule, Solstice, I hope that they're merry, peaceful, and safe, and that you not only get to spend time with family and friends and loved ones, but that you also get to spend some time with yourself. Bright blessings and Happy New Year. Mm -hmm.